everyone. Welcome or welcome back to the latest episode of the CS School podcast, where we speak with CS professionals from all over the world, learning about the hottest topics in customer success by stripping them right back to basics and discovering how best to apply these strategies. There's so much competition out there. So making sure you're delivering the very best experiences for your customers is vital now more than ever, really. Thankfully, there are steps now you can take to get ahead. For example, did you know that 78% of CSMs who've taken courses to further their learning and development have said it had a positive impact on their careers? You can unlock your full potential and climb the CS career ladder with one of Customer Success Collective's courses tailored for every stage of your career. So whatever your seniority, you can become a customer success superstar via first-hand insights and teachings from some of the world's leading experts. So let's get stuck in with this episode, though. Hi, everyone. My name's Grace, and I'm the copywriter here at Customer Success Collective. Joining me on this podcast today is Romeo Numbisi, our first return guest on CS School. As you might have remembered from the previous episode, Romeo is an experienced software professional with a background in customer success management, partner onboarding, and corporate sales. Throughout Romeo's career, he successfully managed portfolios ranging from dozens of customers to hundreds, implemented growth strategies at startups and public companies alike. He's also delivered complex projects to drive revenue growth and customer retention. He's really the full package. Now, there's no one-size-fits-all approach for customer success. That's a given. Customer success roles can be wildly different depending on your company and the expectations of customer success. So in this episode, Romeo and I spend some time unveiling the diverse landscapes of customer success management. I think you're really going to like this one, so let's get going. Hi, Romeo. Thank you so much for joining me on the CS Cool podcast. I should say welcome back, actually, because you <laughs> previously came on a few episodes ago to talk about the all-important topic of navigating the CS hiring journey. Um, but you come back today, and I'm really, really happy to have you back on. Um, so, yeah, how's it going? Hello, Grace. Hi. Thank you very much for having me back. I'm really excited to be back. Um, it's great to be on another episode of the podcast. Going well. Thank you for asking. Yeah, just, uh, just keeping busy and um, excited to dive more into other aspects of the customer success journey today. Oh, thank you. No, yeah, it's going to be a really, really cracking episode, actually, because we we touched upon this actually uh, outside. You know, after we recorded last episode, we were think we were sort of sort of brainstorming new ideas, and this episode for everyone listening is all about sort of essentially. Well, you can explain it properly. Essentially, the different ways customer success managers and broadly, you know, how customer success in general, um, how it's how how it's measured, how CSMs are measured and evaluated. But um, I'd, I'm really keen to hear more about you, actually, like, you know, for anyone who hasn't tuned in already to your previous episode, could you give our listeners a little, you know, a bit of flavor about you, your um, your CS journey up to date? your you know your your career journey up to date and we'll go well then we can crack on with the uh, the episode sure yeah happy to um so i'm a, i'm an experienced sort of SaaS um uh, account management and customer success professional i have uh, about eight years experience in the space um starting in 2015 i i was uh, an entry-level bdr at a um at an open source uh, software company called black duck software which eventually got acquired by synopsis um, through that, I gained a lot of um, sales experience, uh, including some time managing a, a territory in EMEA over in Europe. That was great. Um, and then I came back to the States eventually and, and transitioned to customer success, 
Um, and I've worked in, in CS across uh, a few different verticals from um, you know, data management to ad tech uh, to most recently supply chain software. Um, so I've, I've got some broad experience and, and I've been fortunate enough to um, kind of touch a lot of different aspects of the customer success journey. So really excited to, to talk about kind of the different aspects of that and, and what might be relevant for other CS professionals out there. Oh, sounds amazing. A real, a real like Swiss army knife experience of SaaS and customer <laughs> success. I absolutely love it. Making you the perfect, my perfect guest for this podcast. So thank you. Thank excited you. for it. Um, so yeah, we're going to be talking about essentially, I guess the nuanced different, you know, the different ways that customer success can be affected. And I guess how CSMs, you know, should, I guess, position their experience and think about sure. ways to maybe not position their experience as such, but yeah, how they're going to be evaluated depending on different organizations. So do you want to dive in a little bit to talk about, you know, how CSMs kind of, I guess, differ, how the role of a CSM differs in various business models, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's, uh, and thank you for, thank you for asking. You know, the, the interesting thing about CSM is that it's, it's still fairly new position, right? It's only been around for, I guess, 15, some, mm -hmm. you know, the past sort of 10 years or so. Um, and people, I think, are still figuring out what it means, especially in the SaaS space. So it means something different in every organization. Um, from what I've noticed um, in, in my career, I, I think, you know, I've seen things kind of fall into two sort of different uh, distinct business models in terms of how CSMs get evaluated. And then also it directly reflects what's important to the company. And usually those are um, either a more sales-driven model where the, CS, uh, the CSM is really focused on, um, you know, driving renewals and, and upselling and things like that, or a more sort of uh, project and delivery-focused model where the main focus of the CSM is to really ensure customer happiness um, and to not focus so much on on renewals, but more in, in terms of making sure that uh, the company delivers what was sold. Um, mm. Yeah. So that's that's really that's really the sort of the two things that, that I've noticed, and, and there's different there's different um, metrics of measurement within those with, within those individual models, which I think are worth discussing and looking into more. Oh, absolutely. I guess. Um, would you say then the sort of how customer success um, when it's manifested in more of a sales led uh, position, it's CSMs, I guess owning the renewals process, owning, right. I guess, account expansion, upselling and stuff. Whereas, uh, I guess, in project delivery focus roles, it's, I mean, obviously value is at the center of all uh, kind of at the center of, you know, every sort of customer success managers, um, you know, mm -hmm. do. But um, I'm really yeah, quite interested to know how the customer success manager differs in these different uh, businesses. So yeah, how would you say, um, you know, on a day-to-day, -day, you know, for a customer success manager in a sort of, with a more project delivery focus, what kind of, what kind of, what's, what's the experience like? How is that different day-to-day sure. -day or long-term basis compared to sales-led? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll preface this by saying that, you know, this depends there is no one size fits all with oh, right? it yeah. completely on the, on sure. the needs of the individual organization and also where that organization is um, in terms of um, their their customer success journey, you know, how, how mature customer success is within that organization. Right. But from what I've noticed, um, you know, in, in my own experience, um, usually, you know, from a more project and delivery standpoint, the way that my days would be filled um, when I was focused on that in, in, in my data management role 
um, you know, when I was um, when I was a, a customer success manager, a lot of it was project updates. Um, essentially, I was sort of deputized as kind of a floating project manager, which was which was interesting. Um, you know, wasn't wasn't really expecting that, but it was it was great on the job learning. But a lot of what I spent my time doing was you know managing like smart sheet and working directly with the project managers, making sure things were on track, trying to to get as big of a handle as I could on potential blockers for the project, things that might cause you know, downstream impacts and, and have an impact on on delivery uh, of, uh, to the customer, which of course would directly impact the relationship because if things keep getting delayed, obviously the customer is going to be unhappy. So, um, you know, that, that was something that, that was a really big, big focus of my time um, for on, the, on the project side. Um, you know, a lot of rag status is a lot of like red, amber, green kind of sharing yeah. where this customer is. Um, just in terms of uh, you know likelihood to to get there um, uh, to receive their project on time, and then from a sales standpoint, it was it was some of that, but it was much more so drilled in on renewals, drilled in on um, making sure that you know the the sponsors and, and the executive teams were were happy, making sure that they were seeing first, making sure the time to first value was just was as as um, as quick as possible, so um, so that we could you know demonstrate ROI and, and really secure the renewal. Um, and then the you know the metrics that were involved there, of course, we were looking at uh, at the renewal rates on a monthly and, and annual basis. Um, so kind of kind of painting a picture of, of the different scenarios. And of course, there are places where they overlap between sales and, and project driven, but um, there are kind of uh, um, unique uh, qualifiers to each as well. That's so interesting. I think. Um, I mean, I never. Yeah, I guess. I mean, obviously, quite a lot of roles are. You know, they have a are interpreted differently from company to company like you mentioned mm-hmm. before i guess maturity stage of company has a huge impact mm-hmm. but um that's really interesting to hear that and these were both sort of custom success roles yes. yeah yeah these were yeah to clarify these are both customer success manager roles but very different needs depending on on the organization and so just to you know to clarify a bit more um my my project delivery experience really came from um, partly from my my sales role actually with um, with Blackduck and Small, just because I was working on delivering um, software due diligence scans. So there was some there was some project um, uh, management to that as well. I was on the sales side, but I was you know working pretty in tandem with the delivery team. Um, also with the with the data management side, when I was at Experian, I, I had a um, you know a lot of involvement on the project delivery side, and then I've also been in more sales focused roles, um, mostly with my ed tech. Um, where we were focused pretty heavily on renewals and things like that. Oh, it's fascinating. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. I really, um, quite, I think for the base of this episode, I think it'd be really useful uh, to, for well, for me as well, my, my own customer success education, but for our listeners as well, to kind of go into sort of the nitty gritty of this. So how sure. are, how are CSMs measured and evaluated? You know, what, what metrics uh, can be applied to these roles? Uh, and I guess, because it's going to differ, it's going to differ from what you mentioned, you know, sales-led or more uh, project-led. Uh, how how do this, how do you, how, yeah, how are CSMs met? Yeah, how are they evaluated in terms of metrics? Sure, and stuff? sure yeah. Um, you know, just going off of my, my own experience, of course, um, you know, on the sales side, you definitely tend to get the, the standard stuff like the ARR, um, annual recurring revenue, MR, monthly recurring revenue, MPS score, things like that. Um, you know, just uh, basically giving a, a sense of 
you know, where the customer is in, in their renewal journey and, and how likely they are to renew, how much the company can expect to make from them. Because in SaaS models, um, you know, recurring revenue is, is king, right? That's, that's, yeah. that's the benefit of, of SaaS. That's why, that's why a lot of companies invest heavily in, um, in their customer success team because they want to ensure um, and lock in that, that uh, recurring revenue. It's, it's, you know, it's easier to rely on. It's, it's what underpins you know, company valuations and makes it easier to you know, do things like raise money and, and sell the company eventually. Um, so that's kind of where that comes in and, and why that's so important. Um, and on the, on the project delivery side, <clears throat> um, a lot of it is you know, time to delivery, of course, you know, you know, the efficiency of, of everything from the signing the contract stage to you know, onboarding, um, scoping is a big one as well. Scoping is, is really, really important. And that can, that can really um, either set you up for success or set you up for a lot of downstream headaches if, if scoping doesn't go well. Um, and then, of course, actual delivery. Sorry to interrupt. Could you ex- expand on scoping uh, for me? Sure. Sorry, I, I've not, sure. I'm not come across that term, but I'm probably, yeah, I'm a... <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. And, and of course, this will this will vary for every organization depending on, you know, what business it's in. But, um, you know, in my own experience, um, with the projects that we've had to deliver, there's been some, you know, a pretty considerable technical aspect to them. So whether it's for data management or for, for supply chain software or things like that, there's quite a bit of scoping that gets involved. Um, so usually that will involve, that will require the involvement of people like, you know, sales engineers or consultants or, you know, project engineers, people like that, um, interfacing with the customer, um, you know, executive teams, but mostly, you know, the, the user team at the customer to, figure out what their requirements are, what they're going to need from the product, um, you know, from the product or the service, um, how they're going to need it to function so that we can scope the engagement properly and um, not just figure out how much to charge, but also give an accurate estimate for what delivery is going to be like, what sort of post-delivery um, support they're going to need. Um, so that's that's really where scoping becomes uh, becomes very important. And if you get it right, um, you know, it, it makes things easier down the road. But if you don't, um, you know, if, I think a lot, a lot of CSMs can probably tell you stories of things that were misscoped or maybe not sold the right way that were kind of thrown over the fence to CS to deal with after the sale was closed. And then it creates a huge headache for, for everybody down the line because the customers had one set of expectations presented to them. But the reality is very different. And then you as the, as the customer success manager are responsible for kind of negotiating the difference and, and keeping them happy and keeping them on side. Um, so, yeah. That's so interesting. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. I'm really um, interested also in, I mean, obviously onboarding is going to be, well, I'm making assumptions here, a pretty universally important part of any kind of customer success role. Um, and I was curious to know, like, how does this, does, you know, if, I want to add a lot of caveats here because obviously it will vary sure. d- dependent on company to company. But you know, if you are in a more of a CS, a sales-led uh, customer success role, but rather than a maybe like a, a project delivery focused role, mm-hmm. will onboarding, will the way you're you know measured on onboarding vary? Do you think in your experience or? You know, in, in my experience, onboarding has always been one of the most, if not the most important piece. Um, yeah. I don't know that there's. At least I, I haven't sort of seen any like many discernible differences between the two business models, just in terms of importance. It's it's equally important across both. I think um, for project delivery, it can you know onboarding I, part of that the scoping stage that I just described is, is part of that. So if that whole process doesn't go well, then it can definitely impact. It will certainly impact the 
the eventual delivery of the project, which will of course have an impact on customer satisfaction. Um, and then from a sales standpoint, uh, I think just in terms of, you know, forming your reputation as a vendor in the minds of the customers, the onboarding process is a really, really helpful way of just, you know, solidifying that good impression, making making them feel good about what they've bought. Um, and I think that that is is, is really helpful in, in terms of eventually securing a renewal. And that's one of, that's kind of one of the building blocks is just making them making the customer feel good about their investment from the offset. Um, I, I kind of I you know I, I alluded to earlier the time to first value is, is really important, um, and just making sure that that's that's um, as quick as possible. Yeah, no, I'm. I mean, time to first value obviously is one of those metrics that or is yeah, vital doesn't even quite cut it. So could mm-hmm. you could you maybe talk a bit more about yeah about that metric and I don't know. Obviously, like it's something that everybody wants to aim for, but I think we live in a very unpredictable climate. You know how yeah. how you've got to basically be realistic. So, can you maybe a bit speak a bit more to that and about how what's the reality of time to first value, particularly in these two different business con- contexts that we spoke about, you know, earlier in you know throughout the episode. Sure. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, the reality of it, as you mentioned, is that it is very important, but it, it looks very different um, for each organization and for each customer as well, because different customers are going to have different priorities. So mm. th- th- there isn't really a, an easy one-size-fits-all model for guaranteeing um, time to first value. I would say, um, you know, just in, in terms of its its importance and, and how to go about ensuring it, I think the the number one step, first of all, is is just understanding the use case, understanding the customer, understanding why they're coming to you, what's important to them, what they're looking to achieve um, in buying your solution, your your service, your products, whatever it may be. Um, you know, the, the requirements gathering stage. I know that sounds basic, but I've you know you'd be surprised by how many times I've seen it skipped over and, and not done well. Um, and what that does is it, it creates fundamental gaps in understanding between the vendor and the customer, which leads to problems in the relationship down the road. So really just understanding the, the use case, I think, is, is the best way of, of starting to, um, you know, to, to get down to starting to ensure um, time to first value uh, as quick as possible. Also, uh, maintaining open communication with the customer. And, and in this, I find that, um, you know, shared documents are usually very helpful, shared project plans, project pages, whatever it is you use. Um, just making sure that the customer is aware of everything that you're doing to ensure their their success and when you're doing it um and also making making them aware of um of potential roadblocks if something comes up um you know communicates that that's them right away um i've seen a lot of um headaches caused that could have been avoided if, if communication between vendor and customer had, had just been better um so yeah i would say requirements gathering and communication i think are the best ways of of ensuring time to first value as quick as possible uh, thank you for that do you think um that depending on your company's, you know, depending on the way that customer success is, I guess, uh, performed in your in a, in a company, whether it's yeah, like we mentioned before, sales or project led, or you know, or even product led, you know, is that? Do you think that it's going to maybe change the way you go about trying to get time to first, you know, to, for customers to time to first value? Do you think that's? Do, do you think it's like a do you think there's a universal? Well, I know there's probably there's definitely not a universal approach, but mm-hmm. do you think that the these sort of business models and the model of customer success uh, will 
different ways will impact the way a CSM will go. Sorry, that was really unclear. Basically, I wanted to understand. <laughs> I wanted to understand, like, say, you, you've got distinct business models. Say, you've got product led, you've got project led, you know, sales led customer success. You know, it's a new. Yeah, it's, an, it's not. You know, it's not static. It's an, you know, it's interpreted very differently depending on your company's needs, right? So, do you think that achieving time to first value? Do you think it will be gone about in a different way depending on these business models? Or, or... Yeah, it's um, it, it could be. I don't think it's it's necessarily that way because again, it's you know, it's it's um, it kind of varies. But I I don't know that there's any definitive um way to say this is sales focused time to first value. Yeah. This is no okay. delivery right. focused time to first value. I think it's just um, you know, applying those principles that I discussed earlier, the requirements yeah. gathering, the communication as as best as you can, uh, and of course, you know. With each organization, there's going to be nuances and then things that you couldn't, things that you can't account for, external factors. Um, so I, I think you kind of just have to be ready to roll with the punches and and um, just do the best you can. Oh, absolutely no, yeah. I was no, just I, that was that was really a bit of a selfish, a bit of a me question, really. <laughs> me trying sorry, to educate no, myself no, a bit more. <laughs> we're taking a better. <laughs> no, 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 not at all, not at all. Um, I was also kind of thinking. Um, a little bit when we were discussing this episode about how CSMs can, I don't know, these business models have very different demands, right? You you know, you were talking mm-hmm. about in your previous experience uh, in customer success managers roles, wildly differed between mm-hmm. you know, sales led, pro- uh, project delivery led, and for, you know, and there will be countless others, I imagine, like, you know, product led exam, you know, or, but for I guess for a CSM and this kind of this sort of touches back to your previous episode when we were talking about um uh navigating the hiring process and particularly we were kind of talking uh, um about really how to make your experience sing um mm-hmm. um and I think this is quite pertinent to this discussion because how do you think um a CSM could tran- you know when transitioning you know, when moving on from one company to another, mm-hmm. finds and and they find themselves in you know a very different customer success experience than they're used to, uh, and they're being measured on different things, and it's just a, it's a it's a wildly different. The principles are there, but it's a wildly different right. experience. Right. Can you give any um I don't know based on your experience? Can you give any tips or or just yeah or explain how you how you man, uh, sort of manage that because I can imagine it's sure. quite a dis, disarming uh, disarming experience when you're you know you've got your own experience you know you've got your own experience you've got your own skill sets and you've been mm-hmm. thrown into a an entirely new situation and you're kind of having to adapt quite quickly but yeah, yeah. really quite yeah. curious to hear about this from you yeah no thank, thank you it's um it's definitely a topic worth digging more into for me personally i experienced that transition between different business models when i left the um when i left Experian, which in, had been a more sort of product delivery focused model and then i went to my first ad tech startup which was much more of a sales model and i was kind of wondering like how do i how do i navigate this mm-hmm. i'm used to being evaluated on one set of criteria i'm used to caring about one sort of set of outcomes and now i'm worrying about some similar, but also some very different outcomes. Um, so I, I think the, the the first thing to do, and it, and it may sound basic, is just to 
try to understand your new organization as, as well as you can. And obviously, if you've gone through the interview process and, and been hired, then you have a, a basic understanding. But um, for what really helped me was just sitting down with my boss and with my colleagues and kind of just being being vulnerable and being open and saying, look, this is a different model than what I'm used to. Can you kind of give me a sense for, you know, what is expected of CS here? Um, and, you know, what it, what it is... Uh, what is it that, um, that our, our contribution is expected to do? You know, how do we how do we move the needle forward? Um, so definitely, just asking questions. I think is the first step. Um, also, being able to to contextualize your your prior experience. So if you're coming from a, a product project delivery uh, model like I was, you know, make sure that you you have a sense for what is what it, what it was that you contributed, how it was that you drove positive outcomes, whether it was you you know. Um, we're able to shorten project delivery time. You were able to to overhaul some of the processes that um, that ensured um, you know the customers were were happier with what they got than before. Um, you know, being able to point point to sort of tangible examples um, in your experience, and, and it's the same. You know, if, if you're coming from a sales model, just being able to point to to what you did and kind of how you influenced those positive outcomes. Um, I think once you once you do that in kind of you know with your prior experience, it'll help you. When you're when you're transitioning to be able to think of you know how you can make yourself useful in the new organization as well um and also you know I, I mentioned the interview process earlier but this is definitely something that i recommend csms be cognizant of when they're interviewing um you know just ask what sort of model the company does and, and i'm not saying come right out and say hey is this a sales-led model or is this a project delivery yeah. model but um you know what i've started doing in, in, in interviews is just asking you know what is what is the contribution expected of, of, of the CS the CS team here? Is this more sort of sales and renewal driven? Is this more sort of project delivery and relationship driven? And then you know let the let the company tell you you know kind of what they're thinking and, and what they're expecting because you're most likely going to get ten different answers from ten different orgs. Um, even if they maybe fall into the same buckets, they, there's going to be specific nuances in each that um, that you need to account for. Oh, no, that's... So I, hope, I hope that answered your question. No, no, it did. No, I'm just digesting it. I think it's so important, actually, to uh, you what you just what you just mentioned then about um, when you are interviewing for a role, because it's like we said before, it's customer success is not a it's not a uniform um, sort of business function. It's mm-hmm. going to be heavily influenced and heavily, quite rightly, you know, to the the to the type of company it's within, you know, there's no point having a a startup and having you, you know it just you need to make customer success work uh, right. and get and and obviously everyone's got a you know every customer success department has the ambition of doing X Y and Z, but you know all in your own time. But I'm quite sorry that was a really that was a that was a huge tangent then. But I was interested in um, what you were saying about scoping out what you know when you're applying for a new role what that mm-hmm. role is going to be like, because mm-hmm. obviously you can do, a, you know, when you're applying for a role like that, you have to do a huge amount of research, but there's only so much I can, I imagine, is, is that right? There's only so much you can yeah. find out yourself. That's true. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, the, you know, I, I will say since I first entered professional life back in 2015, up until now, I think job descriptions have gotten a lot better in terms of, you know, describing yeah. what's going to be expected in terms of the roles and responsibilities. But as you said, there are certain things that you can really only learn in the interview. Yeah. Um, you're, you're only going to get so much from the website and from the job description. So coming in with pointed questions, um, questions informed by your own experience, if, if you're fortunate enough to already have customer success experience, um, 
or is is really important. No, definitely, completely. And I guess um, looking at um, this is something. This is now we're kind of marrying this episode and your previous episode, uh, which is perfect. Which is exactly what I wanted. But um, when you are preparing for an interview and you are. Or if you know, if you're applying to multiple jobs, uh, you know, because that's the, the state of the current economy at the moment, um, and you're applying to a customer success role that's more, yeah, sales led, more focused on, you know, CSM owning renewals or um or more, yeah, project delivery led uh, role. Um yeah, how I guess you can I guess I'm assuming you should be tailoring your CV, you know, sorry, CV translation to your resume. Sorry, that was a bit of a yeah. slip, slip up there. Uh, your resume um, to prepare for, but how can, yeah, how would you say, how would you go about that? You know, you've got your sure. experience on your resume and you're applying to what you, I guess, you've got an idea is it's a more of a sales led customer success. Sure. Yeah, you, I think you definitely want to be very um, metrics forward um, with both models. It just depends on the, the type of metrics you'd be highlighting. So, and just in you know, in my own experience and from what I've seen, be successful for for more sales focused roles. You definitely want to talk about how you um, influenced you know things like MRR and, and ARR. Um, you know, if you can demonstrate that that you had a positive impact on those things, that, that you know the renewals went up, um, or, or that you you know maintained and grew them during your tenure. Um, in your prior role, then that's definitely important. Mm. Um, for me, um, coming my first coming from my first sales role is coming from a sales background, so okay. I highlighted a lot of my my sales experience and, and how I was able to kind of grow the business um, that I was responsible for. So I think that helped, um, and also being able to talk in depth about you know my project experience as well helps helps also. Um, but really, I think just just tailoring your 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 resume to your specific experience um, that makes you look good. And again, if it's sales, you know, you want to be able to talk about numbers. If it's project delivery, I would say you want to, that's a bit, that's a bit tricky if, if you're not coming with like prior experience, I would say, but I would say just be able to talk about um, ways that you've, ways that you've positively influenced things like pro, uh, efficiency and, and um, you know, internal processes. If, if there's anything that you've kind of, um, overhauled or, or made positive contributions to if you can demonstrate ways that you've you've saved um, the company time save the money uh, I, I would think that that would be helpful no that's and save helpful. customers time and money as well mm, no that sounds a really 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 yeah really really good point there i think i'm definitely definitely flag that one for the show notes um oh this has been a really really interesting discussion actually i think it's i think there's a danger of obviously like viewing customer success yeah, like a, in a, as a monolith, but obviously it's very, it's very, very, very um, changeable depending on, yeah, depending on your business's needs. So this is really, so. yes. really interesting conversation, uh, sort of highlighting the different ways that, yeah, just the different, different ways it can be evaluated. So um, as a recap, would you say that in a more, so you said in a more sales led uh, customer success function, it's, you know, you're really, really wanting to, uh, if, I've got, if I've got this right, you really, really need to want to, to focus on your uh, MRR, ARR. Yeah, just just as, as examples. And, and again, you know, there there might be organizations that might want to drill into other things, but I think from what I've seen, I think that, that would be helpful. Yeah. And, um, and a more of a project delivery sort of focus customer success role, your, the way you're evaluated on that would be, I guess, 
making sure that the customer um, is, I guess, hitting certain points in their milestones. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think you know maintaining visibility on on project milestones and where things mm-hmm. sit, um, making sure to communicate openly about, especially about blockers and, and things that could potentially slow the project down. Um, yeah. But really, I think tracking and communication are, are the are the big yeah. things yeah. when it comes to project delivery. Yeah, managing expectations, tracking, yeah, communication. Right. Right. Um, and again, I'm, I'm not an official project manager, but I feel like I've been deputized as one enough times that I have some insight into into what they do. Oh, and I have a lot of respect for it. So. Absolutely yeah. no, I trust I trust your judgment completely, and it's a really interesting um, layered. I don't know you've got a really interesting layered amount of experience, and it's in, and it's so interesting to take those uh, different sort of career journeys into a, and apply them to a CS role, um, and more the richer as well. I think. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, but yeah, so I, unfortunately, that's all we've got time for today on the episode. But um, this has been. This is, yeah, there's no way this is conversation over. If you want to um, carry on the conversation with Romeo, any less, any listeners, uh, please connect with him on LinkedIn. Uh, his DMs are open and it's all about talking about the different ways, uh, different ways customer success managers can be evaluated. Uh, very, very keen to hear your thoughts. Um, and yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure, Romeo. Um, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast again. Um, it's thank been, you. yeah. It's been a real treat to continue our conversation and also focusing that a little bit on the the CS sort of hiring journey again. So thank, thank you. you so much, Chris. It's a pleasure as always. And yes, as you said, my DMs are open, so we'd love to talk about customer success um, and the intricacies of it with anyone who's interested. So yeah, thank you again. Absolutely, no worries. Take care. Thank you. Take care. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check out our other episodes and go to the customersuccesscollective.com for even more customer success related content. You can also join our global community on Slack and you can find the link to that on the CSC website. But until then, see you next time.